Welcome to another episode of the Speech Entropy Podcast. Today with Temu Suna. Hi, Temu. How are you doing? Hi, Jim Tan. Uh, I'm, I'm good. How are you? Very well. I'm, I'm very excited to have this conversation today. And um, you are the CEO and co-founder of Nightingale Health. And um, just kind of as an icebreaker for today, we always do this. And it's also actually my, you know, kind of favorite question, actually, uh, that, I, that I always uh, like to ask uh, people. Uh, and that is, um, you know, it would be great if you could, it's, it's not really kind of like a direct straight question, but it would be great if you would kind of give us the backstory of, you know, of you. So where you are coming from, who is Temo, kind of give us, give us kind of the chronological, you know, uh, steps of um, what you, what you did and how you ended up where you are today. And please take, you know, don't worry about time, just take your time and, and explain that because I think it's always very valuable and very interesting to understand like how people, how people that are doing extra, extraordinary things have gotten there. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, uh, that's an interesting way to, way, way to start. Well, um, I, I, can, I can start kind of putting it very, very, very briefly. I'm an I'm, I'm, I'm entrepreneur for life. Um, but it, it, it has maybe not always um, been, been like, like that kind of uh, figuring out that the entrepreneurship is something that I, I, I enjoy, enjoy the most. And it's more like, uh, I mean, it's, it's not about job. It's, uh, it's, it's more like a life, lifestyle to, to, be, to be an entrepreneur. And uh, of course, part of that are companies and businesses, but it's also a way of uh, of living uh living li living the life um my my back background kind of where where this is uh, uh coming coming from um so um i kind of uh, uh during these the times at school um i kind of sucked in <laughs> in uh, basically everything i i had like uh two, two uh, different um, areas at, at school where I was quite good at. One was sports and the other one was lunch. So, uh, so during the lunch time, I was usually pre present uh, uh, there uh, and, uh, and like to, to eat. Uh, maybe that was connected to sports. Uh, but anyway, I didn't like, uh, I, I kind of never, Kind of, I, I I felt quite unmotivated. Also, always at school. I I mean, I survived, but it was like uh, in the uh, let's say like in the bottom twenty five percent or something something like something like that. And then um, I also started kind of. I was way more interested than I kind of during those times when I grew up. The uh, information technology was also kind of ramp, ramping up, and the um, yeah, well, it's amazing to think about it, but there were there, obviously there were no internet and the mobile phones were just kind of uh, uh, coming in and uh, talking about about that these these days. It, it feels like that I'm like I must be like hundred years old <laughs> because it feels like eight years ago when there were no no internet and the mobile phones kind of were kind of a new new thing. But then then I got involved at at a very young age. I got very involved into the information technology, and uh, uh, I got a job in a in a in a rather big company where where the kind of the IT support at that time, 
we were kind of building the computers. It was because there were no these like managed services and uh, no one kind of when people were talking about cloud, they were talking about clouds in the sky. <laughs> so kind of uh, uh, so it, it was very uh, the early early days and a lot of work, of course, because everything was so manual. But I got into the um, into the um, kind of work working life uh, because of that in the in the early days and uh, um, and then that that felt far more interesting than 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 going to going going to school. Um, uh, but but then I was kind of my plan at that time was to go like uh, you know stay just kind of start working in a company and uh, do the like uh, the um, the mandatory school part and then kind of go 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 to work but then then i kind of accidentally basically ended up at at the university so there was this like a uh, the, the university sometimes have these like special programs so they start a new program and then applying into that program it may be like a different kind of a test to get in mm -hmm. than for the for the standard programs <clears throat> yeah and and there was this this kind of kind of a new program started and i went in, into that <clears throat> just uh, to see what happened and i had i really did not have high hopes <laughs> because of my background and it was uh, even like in the technical university side of things and uh, and uh, i mean mathematics and all the kind of the difficult stuff was not kind of not my thing or at least i thought this way but then for some reason I got in the, the test was more like this logical reasoning capabilities and, yeah. and more looking at the big picture rather than the details that you have to memorize. It was more yeah. about can you kind of figure out, solve like real world problems. And then I, again, I got in and, uh, and then suddenly I enjoyed the university time then, then very, very much. And then maybe at that time I, I got this kind of like, okay, so maybe Maybe it's like, uh, uh, like because because kind of solving interesting things is like the most most exciting thing you can do. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so so then like okay so maybe I kind of maybe I can try it myself and maybe I can kind of push it uh, push 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 it forward in a way and that was maybe the first time like the entrepreneurship came into my life and I was actually then already at the university time, my first run as an entrepreneur. Um, and strangely, this was early 2000. And in Finland, these companies were not called startups. There, there were no such word than, than startup. They were just called like new companies. <laughs> and, and well, obviously at that time, like getting funding and uh, kind of all that, it was like uh, way too early and I was way too young and uh, kind of, uh, worked hard but without kind of the understanding of the big picture what what the hell i, I, I i'm trying to do do here so um uh, but that was a kind of important experience um and that was my kind of early 20s and then after after that i spent like uh like around like 10 10 years a bit more than 10 years at the uh, in the in the big corporations um I think I learned quite a, quite a lot in, in, in there, but uh, kind of maybe the pace of doing doing things and the kind of the ambition level and this kind of kind of the 
emotional engagement then in the end was not there um yeah. i was i was kind of pretty successful there i think it was good run uh, i was working as a chief technology officer for Fujitsu here in a, in finland and we made kind of uh, i think we built the most exciting it projects in in finland at at the time but then i had this kind of a thing like okay so if kind of is there more can can uh, can i can i do more can i use my uh time and and kind of getting the getting like more balance into life while doing something that i feel that really matters and then 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 came an opportunity to start nightingale and uh, that's then been quite a quite 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 a ride uh but maybe kind of for me it's 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 not like working life and uh, life outside becomes a working life. It's it's just life. It's the it's kind of the the ability to do things that that feels interesting, something that you feel that matters. Uh, and I think it kind of uh, connects with everything I I want to do. Uh, it's for me. It's like enjoying. This is the way how I like to en 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 enjoy my life. Right. Um, that was that was quite insightful. So you know, let's let's go exactly to this what you called opportunity or window of opportunity to starting night Nightingale, and um, so th this is I think a, a very crucial or kind of like also interesting point of like okay, so how does that window or what what was you know, what was that moment that this opportunity kind of came up? Because I think for especially, you know, we will we'll obviously talk more about Nightingale, about um, these type of ideas or problems or opportunities, which are like super, like, um, you know, emotional driven in the sense of like, you can really identify yourself with this problem or with this kind of idea and, 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 and pursuing it. Those are um, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about this, the notion of like, okay, so how can you increase the odds of, of, of like getting yourself in front of these type of situations, you know, or in, in terms of these type of opportunities. So I'm super excited to, to hear your story of how that opportunity basically, you know, kind of came across in your life. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> actually, I, I, I think it's, um, um, it's very complicated to, to kind of say where it is. It is coming from these opportunities and where they are starting. Um, if looking at kind of, um, and actually I have a word for this, like like uh, how people usually perceive these opportunities when they, especially with great great stories, the word is luck. But but it's not it's not that simple. It's actually uh, in a, in a way that. The, the opportunities are, I think there are many opportunities all the time. Uh, the, the question is more about like, um, how to like earn in a way the, the, the possibility to see uh, the opportunity. You yeah. see it so clearly that you are willing to take the risk because there is always the kind of the risk element also in, in, in play. In, in my case, like with, with Nightingale, um at the, at the time so kind of uh, what was the kind of the luck part was that i i happened to know uh the other founders of of, of nightingale from the times at the uni university so i you know, 
I didn't say this earlier, but at one time I went went back to the university after my master's yeah. degree to do my PhD. Okay. Uh, we, which was a huge mistake. <laughs> I it's it's not really my thing to to do research at the university. Nevertheless, this is where I met the uh, kind of the other founders then who kind of uh, later on became also the founders of Nightingale. And there was like like uh, more than five years in, 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 in between. But I think that was kind of the part of that was, of course, luck that I just happened to know these, know, know these uh, um, people. But then in the end, I knew these people because I wanted to try something new. I kind of took a risk and jumped to do PhD like me, who is kind of the bottom 25% at the school. Let's do PhD. What a great idea. Um, so, uh, but maybe that that was um, 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 that that was kind of the, the luck that I, I I then because of those people I started to consider this 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 opportunity. But then I was at that time I was working at at Fujitsu, um, kind of I was uh, in the um, in one of the uh, the largest like uh, largest business units in the company. I was in the management team. I was chief technology officer before I turned 30. So kind of the career was going like through the roof. Um, so then I kind of needed to decide. So if I kind of jump away from there into something very uncertain. But for, for me, because it, it, it was not kind of the, of course there was a risk. Of course I realized the risk, but then I was more looking at it from the not what I'm losing when giving up the position that I, I had, but more like what is the opportunity that that is presented uh, at the at the moment, and what I, what I'm actually kind of what is the real risk with with my if I think about my life, if there is a far bigger risk not to take the risk, because staying where I am would kind of like, it would stay the same. But in order to have the courage to make the jump, of course, all the different experiences. I was entrepreneur all, 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 already in my early 20s. Um, I had kind of learned to understand like that. I, I want to kind of the ambition level, the, the, um, um, the, uh, the, the pace is not, kind of good enough for I felt felt in a way empty in a corporation even though it was very successful so all those different experiences kind of they build up the vision that okay this is what I want to do so then it was quite clear in the end that I will I will make the may, may, make make the chum but I cannot answer like there is no like a single thing how I managed to to take the opportunity. It's a kind of a collection of different things happened in my life uh, yeah. and the experiences that I have got earlier. Yeah, I, I think also like, you know, speaking as a, maybe as an outsider, I, I think this is, you know, in, in this case, I, I'm not really sure in, in regards to how how that word risk is actually associated because in that moment you were already you were already a winner 
in the sense of like you were winning at life because you were in a position where you know the majority of the people in, in, on this planet you know are not in you know you were born in the right place you had the right education and you already had a job you know you already had a track record where I mean okay what if you would have quit and then like this thing would have not worked out like what would be the like worst case scenario worst case scenarios you would have taken a different job at a different place right and then I don't think there would be any risk in, and and then even like okay what is the risk a risk associated to career in the sense of like okay you would not like you know what is kind of like the top that you can reach there right i, I think this is like um it's just a matter of uh, I, i read this recently as well it's like a matter of optionality right like people try to like they always look for options to to keep doors open for themselves right whereas like okay you know, if, if you want to do this, do it, do it, you know, you, you already wanted life. It's not like you're, you know, you have no means you need to, you're, you have nothing to kind of like fall back on or whatever. It's, it's just like, okay, you know, if you want to do this, then go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I see it in a, exactly the same way. It's like kind of a making the, if, if kind of wanting to be successful, if, if wanting to get the experiences in, in life that are like priceless, then you have to make the kind of the ju jump. You have to commit. You have yeah. to be patient with the things that you choose to choose to do, do, and 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 kind of taking the taking the risk. But the real risk in the background, as you said, it's not that big of a deal. And most likely, the things you learn on the way, anyway, kind of builds your experience, makes makes you kind of better better person kind of it helps you to grow as as an individual and it's actually kind of an interesting thing if, if putting this in the bit of a bigger picture like like here in the in the nordic countries you know we we have here and i think in most countries many countries in europe there is a uh, there is a great pension system there is a, basically we have free education like high level university uh, ed education here We have a very strong unemployment uh, network. So, so kind of the, the social network is extremely strong and it should encourage you to take the risk. Exactly. But this, exactly. But this, <laughs> this, is not, this is not what is happening. Then when we look at the US, in the US, all these three things are not there and they are the risk takers. I think it's kind of a bit of ironic. This is such an important point because this is something I have been thinking for the past, like, okay, so I've been doing this podcast for the past three years, right? And I've been talking to so many people and like, this is, this is exactly what the, the one thought that I have, right? The system we have that in Europe, right? The system is designed actually for those who are, like, it's perfectly designed for those who want to build something. Because literally, what is the worst case scenario that is going to be happening? Nothing. Like, literally, you go, you break something, and you fall back. Like, where do you fall? Like, you can still go to the doctor. Worst case scenario is, okay, you cannot pay rent, all right, go and live with your parents for a month or so. You get a job. Like, if the education is free. Literally, as a person that has some sort of, like, education, which they got for free, you can do whatever you want. Like, you can build Like actually, you could be so bold in what you would be pursuing. It's it's actually incredible, and I find this in what you said compared to the U.S. Right? You don't have these things, right? You need to watch, like you need like you can land on the streets. There's no healthcare system to like uh, rely on. There's not these things, and then still people go and like you know 
are bold and are you know moving across the entire country are, are starting things are always kind of reinventing themselves it's it's really incredible and i still don't have the answer yet in terms of like okay maybe it is um the the slight answer i have is that people if people are put into positions where they do not feel entirely like safe they are not so they, they cannot rely on things they are always they have this you, you you kind of like in your brain there's this like there's this uh, notion of like okay survival okay so you always need to be on the lookout versus if there's complete trust in like okay and and complete kind of like uh, care for you right and like everything has been taken care of you go to the school you uh, you know everything is for free you don't need to you go to the doctor i mean you know as a person you take these things super quickly as for granted and then you just like your comfort zone is so big that you don't really feel the urge to leave that comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, it's um, I I don't I don't also have a, have an answer in this, but it, it feels kind of pretty, uh, pretty strange. And there is something kind of connected, I I think, with this kind of where the motivation is is built with uh, with with people. If if it's too comfortable, maybe it's it's not not good. And it's it's like also a bit of like a philosophical question like what is kind of what Europe and what is what kind of the Europe many European countries aim to build we aim to build societies where everyone kind of we build this comfort zone for for everyone and, and yeah. if we succeed and we have a society where everyone is doing kind of pretty well we of course it's not like that at, at the moment even in the in the in the best European countries but kind of if we manage to build the system in a way that everyone is basically like fine, will it kind of lead in a situation that the whole country will prosper better? I don't, I don't know. Of course, I don't know. That has not been, been tried. But there is an interesting question like, what about if it's too comfortable? What about if the, if the things that are great? Now, I mean, like here in, in, in Finland, people don't talk a lot about like, yeah, we have a basically free healthcare system. We have a free education. All, people are thinking like, of course we have those things. <laughs> and, and then when you take it granted, then it's like, it kind of loses the uh, significance in a way. So it's, it's, it's quite, quite interesting. And this uh, startup uh, ecosystem, like in Finland, as I said, like early 2000, we didn't have a word startup, basically. It has been built over the past like 15 years and it's greatly celebrated that yeah now we are building the startup thing but but the real question is why is it happening only now because kind of the society societal structures have been like excellent for entrepreneurship for uh, exactly. for quite quite some time already yeah. absolutely and i think I, I think there's more to this right i mean also like on on different levels like um kind of like in the system, political system, kind of uh, that there's, you know, things that are, you know, a burden in, in terms of supporting entrepreneurs, you know, that it's more complex in order to start a business, etc. like, you know, stock options, all these things. I mean, there's multiple, multiple topics in regards to why the landscape is not as, uh, you know, supporting of entrepreneurship. But I, I, I totally agree, right? It's, it's actually, it's very, very, very funny. Like, uh, you know, I always say that somebody in Europe, you know, you, you start with 100k of net worth more than somebody in the US, because they're like, when they get out of university, they have a minus 100k of net worth, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
it's uh, it's exactly this this way and uh, um i but it's it's very it's 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 very interesting in 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 many ways and it's uh it also in a way also builds opportunities because there is always when when there is if i mean if the kind of if, if there would be like a very different amount of uh uh growth companies and startups and if the culture would be there then the opportunities would be very very different the kind of the environment would be very very different so i think it's there is also some excitement seeing this all kind of getting better and better and better yeah. um but still the differences are quite big i mean we went public nightingale went public uh, uh last year in the in the spring we had in the um in the road shows and early looks we have something like uh, from 100 to 140 different institutional investors um and from kind of all around the world and the interesting point is that when looking at the uh, many european especially kind of the northern europe investors the uh, uh, the thinking everything starts from the risk what if i lose my money and then when you go into more mature growth company uh, investors the first question is like so what is the opportunity that i'm getting and this kind of it makes a massive difference if if the thinking starts from okay what's my risk and what is the dividend policy <laughs> versus the situation like okay let's kind of let let's change the world let's kind of change the system in a way that then also the business and and everything is like uh, it's like this super scaling in the in the end of the day yeah uh, you know you let, let's 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 dive into nightingale you know so you said you met your you know i think that's already kind of like a perfect setup you know if, if the if you've known the people from before right like finding your co-founders in that sense that you had some sort of relationship with them so let's let's talk about that process of like okay so you know starting nightingale literally like okay we were going to start a company i mean there what was the product the initial product what was the initial idea and then you know let's let's start with that and then transform into like you know or transfer into into this process of you know these individual years of building the company versus you know last last year going public yeah 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 um yeah so the <laughs> so the start was pretty uh, uh interesting kind of the setup in the beginning was pretty interesting so we were um we we were like uh, uh four founders uh starting the company uh and i was the um, I was the uh, only business guy, and uh, there are like two different theories for this. Uh, why I then got involved? Uh, either I was the 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 best businessman they they knew, or I was the only businessman they knew. And I, for for kind of what I'm certain about is the, the latter one. So I I was the only one they knew. So. Um, then we started to build the company and the start was actually like uh, the first year or so was more about because this kind of came from, from the scientific research. It's, it, was, it was a lot to do about with the kind of the, uh, um, the scientific buildup and the scientific processes. And that was really kind of something that like um, it, 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 it bothered me. Um, quite a bit because it doesn't like like building technologies doing scientific discoveries does not build a business 
Exactly. No matter how good, no matter how good they are, it does not build the business. And uh, and maybe even more broadly, when not not only thinking about the business, uh, I think business is only a a tool to make a change in the world. So I mean, the world is full of forgotten technologies because no one kind of took them into the use of the people. It is only when it's been used by the people when it kind of builds the benefit. And that happens typically, the best way to do it is via a business. Um, so then because the situ situation was, was in a way that I kind of, I jumped to the company to, to do something that really matters to kind of to move the needle, to have a fast pace, to kind of to drive the change, uh, not only in the company, but in, in the world, like, like it's a bit of like crazy ambition kind of a, kind of a thinking. Um, so we needed to kind of figure out what, what was it. And then I, I with one of the, one of the um, scientific founders, we, uh, we started to kind of build, build it, build it together. And uh, I had this idea that let's kind of uh, abandon the, not kind of not abandon, but let's not build the company around, around science. Uh, let's build the company around healthcare. Of course, science is in the background. It's important for to support and uh, validate what we do. But let's change the kind of the main objective why the company exists from scientific discoveries into the healthcare applications. And, and when looking at the healthcare, let's address the, the biggest healthcare problem in the world, which is which, which are the um, chronic diseases. So I mean, our healthcare costs, um, it's in the US, in the, in the ballpark of 20% of the gross domestic product. So it's, it's, like, it's like a massive, massive number. But 90% of those costs are coming from chronic diseases, such as like type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, etc. And now how this system is working, how the, the systemic problem here is that it is built to take care of the sick. It's not a healthcare system, it is a sick care system. So kind of the vision was that let's build the healthcare part of the system, not to compete with the current system, but to help the current system by keeping people healthy. So instead yeah. of having a lot of sick people, keeping people healthy. And this was kind of a systemic, very, very systemic thing. Like if you think about the, the, the challenge here, now we are talking about ambition, and now we are talking about like introducing change in the world. So how can you introduce this kind of thing? Um, it's not a product. No product can, can, can really do it. It's a system that you build. It's a system that in the end of the day kind of creates this um, um, positive kind of chain reaction in the, in the world. And how we started to build it then is that um, we started to create kind of an ecosystem where, uh, where we started to accelerate the amount of kind of uh, medical scientific information, like medical knowledge 
in the world. So we used our like we we had this blood testing technology, and what we started to do instead of starting to build products, we actually started to invest into these big biobank initiatives in the big like in the big project where there were there was a lot of like blood mm. samples collected from the people. So we went in and said that okay, let's run those samples with our technology. Because with our technology, we could like explode the amount of molecular data from each of these blood samples. So we started to kind of, kind of generate a lot of data. Some of the data we, we sold as like a fee for service. Some of the data we invested just to kind of get it, get it going. Because what is the idea here is that if you if you create the platform that has been used to run the most important like uh, like these different uh, uh, scientific uh, blood sample collect medical blood sample collections in the world and if your blood test is actually bringing some new insights about the uh, the the early disease detection then you are actually kind of building a, a network and a system where the, where, the, where the kind of the findings get more validated all the time. So all the time, like the more there are findings in those, in those scientific programs, the more it makes sense for some other people to also use the same platform and technology to see if they can add up into this kind of scientific uh, in, in this bucket of scientific mm. discoveries and and then kind of building that machine in the background first kind of a data generation machine which is kind of like 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 making the amounts of data like we from a single blood sample we make like 200 times more molecular data than with the standard blood, blood testing technology so exploding the amount of data which kind of allows us to understand the medical scientists to understand the human biology better around chronic diseases. And then there is more understanding how we can actually detect these diseases before they kind of early detection and early prevention. And then once, the, once this platform was created, we built like end user experience. So we translated the findings into the kind of the products and services that people can actually use and benefit from this massive like evidence, scientific evidence base in the, in, in the background. So it's been like a very long journey. We, yeah, we, so let, yeah. Let's, let's maybe break it down. Let's make it maybe break it down because I think, you know, this, this is a super, there's a reason for that, right? And, and I think, so one of the questions that obviously came, came across was like, okay, so this company has been going on for quite a while, right? So, and I think, and, and I think now when you described it, because there was no other way that, like to do it, you know, because it takes time. And I think, so st strategy-wise, it's probably been exactly the right approach in the sense of, you know, you had this great technology that came basically from science, right? You, you, you know, your, your, your co-founders probably, you know, developed that while working at the university or whatsoever. And then for you, it was it's probably the smart move to go and, you know, say like go into these big, big projects, right? These 
big biobank projects, which are hugely funded by government governments, national governments, right? And implement your technology there in order to also get a proof of concept, proof of the product, basically showcasing that, hey, our technology is super great in, in terms of like the, the insights that we're generating. And at the same time, it then being utilized by the research community within their academic works, right? And then throughout, and then basically you, you kind of like, you know, put yourself smartly into that. And then, you know, all this evidence and, and, and utilization within, you know, within the research, which is critical for health, right? Otherwise we're selling wellness products, which, you know, <laughs> or, you know, the Apple Watch still not being a medical device, but, um, you know, it, which was critical for you to kind of like really build a solid foundation and then transfer ultimately after that, that period towards the consumer, to the end consumer, which you guys have been now recently doing, right? With your, with, uh, with uh, introducing this the testing kit and we're going to be talking about this, but this is probably, you know, breaking it down in a short, yeah. short term, right? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. And there is kind of very, when we kind of, I started from this purpose of doing things. One thing that I have set over the years from the very beginning, whatever happens, the things that we have done, we are contributing for the world. We have already moved the needle. We have already brought new discoveries, new possibilities to the world to understand the chronic diseases better, to help people to, to, to prevent the diseases. I mean, the, and it's important in, with these kind of journeys, because the point to do it is to actually contribute, make an impact. So all the kind of these actions and, and, and steps, even before we had the uh, kind of the consumer uh, product, it, all the time, it matters what we do. And this is maybe something that it makes kind of, it builds the purpose, but it makes the whole kind of Nightingale team, it builds the purpose. Uh, it makes kind of, uh, it makes, it's something that you can be very proud about that, that whatever happens, because you never know with this growth compass, you never know what, what happens. It's been like, uh, also in our, our case, we have invested so far around 50 million euro into building this technology, getting, getting that money to a, a, a small Finnish company has been quite, quite a struggle. Uh, to, to make it happen. And we have kind of, uh, we have gone through the rock to, to, to kind of actually achieve it. But then when we have got the money, the thinking has always been like, what is the most like uh, sustainable, responsible way to invest the money to build something, uh, something that really is aiming to change the world? We don't know if we, if we do it in the end, but at whatever time point we would have to stop, we have already made a very significant uh, contribution to the to the world, and uh, you know this kind of thinking is not very favorable with many investors. I mean, uh, uh, I have been uh, uh, advised many times that that yeah, well, you have the great blood testing technology. Uh, sell your company to uh, to to Sun Lab or or a big American. Yeah, laboratory provider, yeah, yeah. and I have always said like, this is not why we started the company. We are not doing it, and it's it's kind of the thinking like, okay, sell your company like they pay like hundred million, two hundred million in the kind of the early days, 
kind of right to the sunset, enjoy life. And I'm saying like, well, it, isn't it the kind of the, isn't it quite boring? Because the opportunity here is, is like, it's, it's way bigger than kind of just selling it to the current system and kind of giving up what we are actually trying to trying to do here. So it's been, <laughs> it's been quite a struggle to, to kind of to, to have to, to protect the soul of this company and still it's still alive and it's stronger than, than, than ever. That's amazing. So, you know, if we break it down, you, you said like it's, it's been quite, quite difficult to, you know, attract the, the money for this. Right. And I mean, you, you, you guys come from the Nordics, right. Um, and, and if you would break it down to these, you know, maybe to like two, three crucial moments, you know, kind of maturity wise, um, of, of moments where you got the attention where people were like, okay, we're willing to give you money because what you said exactly like, okay, so how many inventions have like, you know, been, 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 you know, gone forever or have never been kind of like seen the surface or the scale. So, and, and, you know, there's so many top universities in this world where there's amazing scientists working on things. Right. But it's very difficult to bring that basically you know, to towards the end user, and it, it and for for you know for things, especially now when we're talking about health, right? It just takes time in order to to really you know develop kind of like the 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 the, the foundation in order to you know then go ahead and and kind of like push it towards the mass market. And you said it like you know the opportunity is we're we're trying to change the system, break it down to like you know two three of these you know timestamps or or point where people were like okay so we're willing to give you money and like where did that money come from mm. well yeah yeah it's uh, i think there are like um uh, equally important moments when um when we uh didn't take the money <laughs> and uh uh maybe maybe starting from kind of uh from the very early early days so in the early days it's it's um here in the in the nordics it's not that difficult to get your like seed seed fundings and kind of the first funding funding rounds getting like uh, up to 1 million maybe these days even 2 million you can kind of if you have a good good company like a good good idea a good kind of a business model you, you can do it it's it's not like i would say like uh, massively difficult but the problem is that typically the kind of the standard terms and conditions are set up in a way that they um, uh, maybe to put it very summarized so some investor comes says like okay you get a million we take half of your shares we take veto right about everything and then we come into your board and we are there like to help you and sometimes yeah sometimes they help but um, then it's not necessarily this way. It's not always this way. My point is there are different journeys. And in the, in the early days, we, we did not, absolutely, we, don't, we didn't have any money. And uh, we got a couple of these kind of proposals and they came from very um, prestigious um, uh, venture capital. So very kind of high, high end, but, but unfortunately the terms were set this, this way. And yeah. I, I said like, and this is like, this is why it matters because we did, we, we didn't really didn't have any money. Nevertheless, I said like, like, look, there's a problem. The problem is that 
this is a biotechnology company doing something. And in the early days, we truly were a biotechnology company only. Uh, that this requires like very specific expertise and understanding that it's, it's like, it's a very kind of a rare, rare, rare thing that we have it in the company. So, and, and the motivation to build it, this is a, like a super long journey. So the motivation to do it is that it's our thing. We own it. It's the emotional commitment to kind of to make it happen. It's the soul of this company. Yeah. I cannot give you half of the shares. I cannot yeah, give yeah. you the veto rights. I cannot take you to the board. The, the spirit here is that if you want to invest, if you believe, they always say it's all about the team. So if you believe in the team, you give the money and trust us that we do the right thing. So it didn't go very well. So they, they said like, um, okay, you are young, arrogant entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, and with that attitude, you will never get any money. Yeah. Now, after 160 million euro invested, it's not like that uh, because there are many journeys uh, to build, build the company. But maybe that was kind of important moment that we, we, um, uh, we put the company, the entire company in risk with this decision. Yeah. But we kept the kind of the, what was the emotional driver for all, all of us, for the founding team, for the first employees, the, the thing that we are fighting here every day. Yeah. We kept it with ourselves. And, um, and then I kind of uh, continued because we needed to get money, of course. Um, and I continued this, uh, this, this narrative. And then um, we were very uh, uh, kind of uh, very, uh, very lucky to, to get some uh, support from the, from the Finnish government, from this kind of crowd, crowdfunding initiatives. But then uh, I think for this... Um, this this uh, and, and kind of protecting the entrepreneurship narrative because I didn't know if it's working. Maybe the kind of the, what the big venture capital was saying because they had a more, lot more experience than I did. Maybe they are right. I will ne- we will never get any money from anyone. So then I then I had a meeting with this um, with the Finnish like um, they are like um, more like a. Um, uh, so they are like entrepreneurs themselves. They have invested in many like tens of different companies, but they are entrepreneurs. They are not investors. They are like building the building like companies. And then I met one of one of their founders of that uh, that that company, and uh, I actually didn't know that he was one of the founders of this company. I just started to explain to him like I just don't get it why it works like this and why kind of. It's just kind of uh, we need to kind of preserve the, the the best possible motivation for the founding team and like let let kind of let that team like like push it through and fight the fight. And then the guy was saying like, yeah yeah, I fully agree. So so we invest. <laughs> I was like I was I had I uh, I have had like these different discussions like. Yeah ends of different discussions it's always like you young arrogant entrepreneur it's not like that <laughs> and then this guy said it's exactly like that and then i knew like okay so there are people 
there are entrepreneurs, other entrepreneurs who think similarly. And there are people who, who actually believe in the model, in the journey that we want to move forward. So that was kind of the, maybe the first stage in our uh, uh, funding story in the, in the very early days. Um, and you can imagine the confidence that, yeah. <laughs> that, I, that, I get, that I got, like, because the story was actually working, like, like, because I believed in the, in the, in the thinking, so it, the logic just made more sense to me than the, than the logic that I have got from the, this, like, uh, venture capital investors. Um, so that was the kind of the first step, but, but then, I mean, the journey to, to kind of uh, build, like, get the blood testing into the global scientific network and then building the products and the regulation and quality management. So it needs a lot of money. So then we continued. Uh, so we needed to get like, not like one, two, three million. We needed to get like 10 in the ballpark of 10 million euro. So how you get 10 million euro when you are not like, uh, you don't have the venture capital network. <laughs> they are not your friends because you didn't take their money and terms. You don't kind of, uh, you don't have basically any connections like whatsoever because you are doing it for the first time, but you need to get 10 million. You know, you will not get it from Finland uh, because it's very, very difficult. Uh, 10 million starts to be quite a lot of money also in, in Europe. So then what we decided to do is like, okay, so let's, uh, let's go, uh, let's start like going around the world and uh, figure it out. So then we were then we were traveling like uh, with uh, mainly with our uh, chief operating officer, uh, who was also our first em employee. Uh, we were traveling like uh, three years, two three years, um, raising money, something like hundred and fifty days per year in the in the in the ballpark. And then we went to all seminars, all the kind of the events that got organized. And then what we did, we always went there. We looked at these different presentations and then there was someone like from like Google Ventures. And then immediately after, after the person gave a speech, then we kind of hit there and it was like, hello, hello. We are from Finland and we have this great blood testing company. So would you be interested to kind of talk with that? <laughs> talk with us so it's like super opportunistic we just went there and we kind of started to talk with the with the people and um building traction from nowhere mm. um and then kind of uh i don't know if it was because of these travels or what what was the you don't kind of you don't know where the things are coming from you are just trying to create more opportunities you are improving your odds um, and then and then we um, when we then we got a call from a uh, uh, a very big um, American uh, uh, com company uh, who who is working in the, uh, in, the in, in the in the same 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 field yeah. um, and uh, and uh, I kind of they said like okay we have heard about your your technology and um, we would be interested in, in making an investment. Yeah. Well, it was uh, 
kind of um, interesting situation because I, I have kept my kind of the entrepreneur narrative <laughs> and they were calling from from Boston from their headquarters yeah. the vice president and I was like like well um, we are like hugely honored of this interest that you are giving to us like a small small company we are kind of like nobodies um, and so we like hugely appreciate but I, I have to say something before we start any kind of the discussions. So the deal is that you do the investment and then we do with the money what we see best. So it's no board seat, no veto rights, like nothing. And I, I mean, I, I, I understand that this may sound very arrogant. I have heard it many times. But this is to protect the soul of the company. So yeah, 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 yeah. if you come to <laughs> our board, think about what the board meetings will look like. Let us do the thing. Let us kind of build what we are building because we know we can make it happen. And then you kind of protect the soul of the company. And the, it was very, this is very long story short, but the person I was talking with, um, was also uh, an entrepreneur background kind of the background was kind of uh, she was coming from uh, uh, she was like an, an entrepreneur with, uh, with kind of with, with that kind of a background so she understood what I was saying there's a lot of details of course in the uh, in the in the, agreement, the agreement but in the in the end kind of the the connection I, I felt kind of I got the same connection again yeah that I, I explained in the very early kind of with the first funding uh, funding arrangement that, that they kind of, they, they, they get it and they made the investment in the, uh, in, the, in, in the end. And that was also like a moment for this company that, that what we are building here, it makes sense. The, the vision that we are having, it can change the world. It can, we can actually make it happen. I mean, those people, they actually are experts, like world-leading experts yeah. in, the, in the field. So they are seeing what we are seeing. It's not there yet. It's still invisible. And we need to make it visible. But they are seeing some parts of the vision that we are having. And that was like landmark moment. It's great approval, definitely. It's um, yeah, it, it's so it's so it's so interesting to 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 hear that because um, I think that's that's uh, absolutely you know a, an amazing story to follow, especially like you know having this connection, this feeling of like okay, this is the right person to invest because I think oftentimes you know and and there's there's there has been these stories where you know you take the wrong money. Right. And then once you take the wrong money, then there's a problem and that a bigger problem. And then ultimately that that, you know, drives out the motivation of the founders and it like ultimately kind of like is, is also destroying the company. What I'm what I'm curious about is like you went public last year. Right. And um, you went public in uh, in your home country. So my question is, why? What was the, you know, this decision? framework of okay so we're going to go public and we're going to go public in our home country and then and not for example in the us so you know if you can if you can kind of like um 
bring some transparency to behind that thought process. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it, it was also kind of an interesting uh, uh, in interesting process um, because at at the time when we um, started to uh, to considering going uh, going public, it was still like this. Uh, um, still still a bit like this post corona or the corona was still there yeah, yeah. and the economy was there was a lot of uncertainty here and there and the the discussions like started like i i talked with many banks and many of them were saying like don't do it it's the worst idea ever like don't 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 do it all the experts were saying like no 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 don't don't do it <laughs> and then and then we were kind of our thinking and my thinking in the background was like Okay, so to take the company to the next level, we need a hundred million. So how do you how do you can what do you need to do to get a hundred million? So you don't kind of uh, for a Finnish company, uh, it's very difficult to get get hundred million. Now now there's been very uh, successful also private fundings, big private fundings to the to the com to the to some of the Finnish uh, growth companies, uh, but it's it's hard. It's it's difficult uh, difficult thing, and this biotechnology, healthcare, everything it doesn't make it easier because this is uh, something that many many investors really struggle to understand because it's very it's very complicated and it's it's something like when we we try to do something that uh, other companies have not actually done so it's it's at the same time the substance is difficult and the business. Uh, and what we are trying to establish here is is a, is a very difficult difficult thing. Uh, so the advice was like, no, don't do it. But then we needed to get a solution that that the question was, what is the quickest way? What is the most straightforward way? What it takes from the team to build it up? Because the problem with funding in in uh, in the growth companies is that before our IPO, I was using. 90% of my time for seven years to raise money. Yeah. Kind of, if the CEO, the only thing it is possible to do is to raise capital all the time. So how do you expect that the company is also making like massive progress all the time? It's, it's, it's kind of, well, you do it like you do, you do 150%, you don't do 100%. So that is how you solve it, but, but it's not very sustainable way of, of doing it and because we have managed to advance so so well so so kind of now what is the shortest way what is the most efficient way and we were kind of we took a vision we took kind of our vision was that the market is getting better because at the time when we started it was not that good but our vision was that it will get better and there is um, a window so we took we took our chances. We we had the vision to to that that this this is the right time, and then we started to do it with the idea that okay, this is the fastest route to hundred million. If we get the hundred million, then we have enough capital to really implement the vision to to bring the preventative health in the hands of the people. With what, that, run, with what, what runway? Uh, runway in the ballpark like uh, four or five years um, and that's like a massive massive run runway um, 
when you can have it with a team that is like uh, kind of sufficient investments on the on on on, uh, on on the table. So then then we um, then we went kind of started the going going public the IPO process and in the IPO process actually the interest towards Nightingale's IPO was like massive. This is the when we went public, it was the largest primary issue. So largest amount of new money coming to company in the entire Helsinki stock exchange in 15 years. So it, it, it was like the scale was very, very big. It was unprecedented in, in Helsinki stock exchange. But I mean, the investors clearly, they, they also uh, saw the the, the, the growth, growth opportunity uh, uh, with, with, with Nightingale. Um, what is maybe the downside of the public market is that they are typically not very patient <laughs> investors because this is a multi-year journey as we were very clearly telling in the, in the IPO process. Nevertheless, the, the company, we managed to get the, get the uh, investments and maybe what is even, well, well, what is equally important was that, and quite maybe exceptional, at least at least in the in the Nordic countries. So I continued this entrepreneurship story that I started from the first investment round. Yeah. I talked that with the Americans. I also talked that with the Japanese. So we have a big Japanese investor as 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 well. Um, and then I continued the narrative uh, in the IPO. And I said that. So we have only listed our, we have two share classes, so A shares and B shares. So we listed only the B shares. And B shares, they have like one share, one vote. With A shares that are mostly owned by the founders of this company. One share, 10 votes. So, so, so I was saying to these like uh, uh, institutional investors that, that look, this is still, a long journey. We need to maintain, we need to still protect the soul of this company. The power here is that the team that has committed to make this happen, yeah. it's still here. It, it has something that you can't buy with money. If you hire some like professional directors, no matter how much you pay, you don't get the emotional commitment that we have in the company. So let's keep it. But we need to protect it so that otherwise, like public company, someone comes and makes a public offer and buys the company off the market. And then it's like kind of a sad story in the, in the end. So, so I said, like, we want to get the votes so that we can protect the company so that no one will, will, uh, will, will buy us so that we can build this, this journey. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, some very... Uh, let's put it this way, like very emotional discussions with some of the investors in the journey. But I, I think that in the end, they all appreciated uh, what we, what I was trying to say to them. Yeah. And they also saw what we have kind of, we have, we have built the whole journey, the whole company very independently. We don't have any godfather helping us. We don't have yeah. the rich and famous like, pulling the strings in the background. Yeah. We jump in the airplane, we go 
wherever and we we kind of earned the opportunity and this kind of culture and this kind of spirit that that has been built over the years it's priceless it's it needs to be protected and then we managed to do the ipo and still still the soul is here and that's amazing yeah that, that is there's such an incredible uh, you know energy there and and also you know so so incredible that you were like going public and like literally saying like yeah we're not we're not gonna give power away we we want to protect this company because we're still you know we're going for many years but we're still you know early in the journey and <clears throat> do you like what, what was there the discussion like also in terms of the location where to go public like between finland for example and the us because i guess that was like a big discussion as well yeah of course that is that is a consideration always with the with the ipos um, the um, the upside in uh, in 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 Finland uh, and in the in the Nordic in the smaller markets is that um, you first of all we know the environment like when looking at the legal uh, uh, legal environment when we look at the market regulation when we look at the financial regulations especially they are much more familiar for our team. Uh, and we can kind of getting the the uh, public company governance on place. It's it's much more easier because we know the rule book. When looking at the the American uh, market, it's the legal system is very different. The financial system is also uh, pretty different. And then the uh, kind of the um, uh, maybe because of these two things, the this kind of uh, responsibility and governance governance framework is very heavy so you need to spend a lot of money to kind of uh, to get it running and it's i mean it's it's it would have been like fine but it would have taken more time and then you would have we would have needed to raise a lot more capital because the question in the end is like let's say like uh, the the cost factor between uh, between helsinki and boston is is four so 100 million in Helsinki is the same as 400 million in Boston. So, so I mean, it's it's kind of we need we we put it in kind of in in relative sense, yeah. and then in the end, like uh, going public in Helsinki was the kind of the best step for the company at at that point. Uh, this is not to kind of say kind of let's see what happens in the in the future because. Um, I think what you are implying is that because this is such, such a global mission and such a kind of a big thing we are building, um, it kind of being in a small marketplace, maybe it's a bit of a strange thing. But these are, of course, always something that can be can be evaluated, and it's like uh, it doesn't have to be forever this way. That is true. And I, I think also, like, I mean, you know, you, you went public last year, you said like, okay, you know, this was kind of the sentiment before going public, you know, in terms of like the situation regarding COVID, etc, you know, um, uncertain times, etc. But I mean, now looking back, and, you know, exactly looking at where we are today, where where the financial market, what kind of economic situation are we in? I think, you know, this was absolutely, in hindsight, the right move, because now you are safe for the next four to five years, right? And yeah. uh, have, have the runway, can develop, and, you know, things will, yes, there, you know, things might cool down now, but I mean, you know, they will also, they will get back, there are cycles, there's always been cycles, and in, in regarding timing, this probably was a smart move, most probably yeah. a smart move. 
yeah that definitely i don't kind of is thinking about the timing <laughs> i would even even though i'm biased to say it but i'm quite comfortable saying it was magical it's uh the timing could have not been better and uh and they're kind of why the timing was so good i think it's kind of important to 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 think in the background that we started the process in not that good situation and yeah. because of that we earned the best possible timing because i mean after our ipo in the in, in helsinki stock exchange there was a re- record year of ipos but they many of them only started like when the the wave was already in the highest peak yeah, so yeah. when you do it when you do it like that you 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 don't maximize you you can do a good ipo but you don't maximize the opportunity i think we managed to maximize the opportunity and i mean what we are trying to do here i i go back into the concept i said before everything we do the kind of the investments that we are putting in this is actually building a better world all the time yeah yeah it's, yeah it's it's kind of it's this is not only about this is not only about thinking money and thinking about the revenue thinking about the 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 kind of profits of course it's important but the money will come when you do the right things exactly exactly and yes this is what we are super focused uh focused in um and i have this like nice story one one uh, uh very uh 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 kind of a famous uh and experienced business people i uh, whom i uh, very highly appreciate um and value i was having a talk with 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 him about about like like nightingale and uh, and the progress that the company has has managed to do and uh, he was saying saying to me like okay so uh, so have have you kind of considered the uh, the situation that you have already managed to build something that it's it's like like in winning in lottery it's like yeah. almost no one can can do it and you are like it's it's fantastic thing what you have have built and i was talking to him about our future strategy and uh, and he he said like have you kind of considered like like that now maybe there would be a good time to uh, to uh, to do an exit or kind of do something different and uh, and I, i i said to him like yeah i i understand that i very highly appreciate it is something we have been thinking quite a bit but now we need to do it again we need to kind of because we have earned this position where we are at the moment i mean the this is our technology is the pro that it, it's if you look at the population epidemiological like population uh, health data collections in the world we are number one in the world yeah. it's been so difficult to get here but now because of this what we earned and you were saying about this where the opportunities are coming where we started in the beginning yeah now we are i am seeing that now there is the opportunity to kind of we do it again and we do it so much better because now we have money we have the kind of the data we have the background and we still have the technology and now it's time to really kind of uh get the kind of the capitalize the things that we have built in the background and and all the time contributing for the world in the in the, in in the background 
That's uh, absolutely right. And, um, you know, now, now you need to change. Now you need to target the consumer, right? And, uh, you know, because we're running out of time, uh, Temu, you know, I, I would suggest you come on for a second, you know, second part, because, you know, we would need to like talk about this, you know, uh, in, in more detail in the, in the sense of, you know, how to crack the consumer, how to, you know, shift the motivation in people towards, you know, taking care of, of, of their health, you know, in, in regards to changing their lifestyles, etc. This is not an easy challenge, you know, it's, it's a completely different challenge. And that's why I, I really like what you said in terms of, you know, now it's a new game, you know, now it starts from the beginning, we have a super solid, you know, backbone, but now like it's a, now we are really, we have the opportunity to change, to change the system, you know, so I highly appreciate it that, that you've been on and I would suggest you come on for a second part for this. Yeah, 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 sir. Def def definitely, I, I'd be very happy to happy to talk about it. And there is a kind of a lot of uh, uh, interesting insights what we have 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 noticed, and uh, kind of I'd be very pleased to open that in 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 more more detail. And I, I think there is also like a massive shift coming coming up, and there is uh, there is kind of the the new generation. I would say that. Uh, we are kind of what I'd be very happy to talk about. What is the holy grail of well-being? The holy grail of well-being is to live healthy as long as, yeah, as yeah, yeah. finding exactly. ways for healthy years, healthy life. And this is where we are kind of, this is where we are capturing with our consumer approach. And I think there is also the key for the motivation. But I mean, it's a, it's a longer, longer story and happy to kind of go into kind of more detail about about that we're gonna make this happen tim thanks so much for being in the show this was amazing thank you very much for having me